Hey visionaries, I'm your host, Van Bui, and welcome to episode three of the Manvisory podcast. All right, just real quick, we were supposed to have a special episode today with my very first guest of the show. However, we had a scheduling conflict, and so we couldn't get all the recording done this week. So my special guest is going to be on the show um, in the next episode. So today's episode is going to be about the power of self-worth. And I really, really like this topic because I want to tell everyone about my own experience with self-worth and how I define that and what that actually meant to me. How self-worth was defined to myself as, you know, things like people-pleasing. And I really wanted to talk about how self-worth played into my relationships with people as well. And, you know, the reality of learning what your self-worth is and how it kind of projects your life in such a better way, in a more positive way, Um, being able to grow confidence and self-esteem with yourself. And when you listen to this and and you know me, you might think, you know, wow, I I never would have realized that. But, you know, I, I really wear a great mask in life when it comes to things like this, where I don't want people to be able to see all the things that I'm actually dealing with. So I'm very excited for you to listen to today's episode. My apologies again on the scheduling conflict, but stay tuned in the next episode because it is going to be an awesome episode. All right, guys. I don't know whether this is an Asian thing or not, but I feel that my people-pleasing started from my childhood. I want to actually call it parent pleasing instead because that's where the root of it all started from you know i felt like in order to get a connection to my parents that i needed to consistently please them you know in in all things that they request of me in all expectations that they have of me and that's really what cultivated the the way that i am as a person today with my parents, they are, you know, immigrants from Vietnam. And when they came to Canada or to Calgary and they started working, you know, their motto was stay quiet, stay invisible, do what you need to do at work, get paid, pay your bills, raise your children, support your family. And that's what working was all about for them. And so as a kid, You know, they instilled those same fundamentals with me. They never wanted me to have a voice or an opinion. They never wanted me to ever, you know, quote unquote, talk back to them. It was a huge disrespectful thing when a parent says something to a child and they have an immediate response. And they taught me to always respect authority. Again, just kind of going back to the way that they worked, right? You know, put your head down, do as you're told, never question anything. You're just a worker and, you know, there's someone who is 
your authority. And it's kind of crazy, right? And again, I don't know if this is an Asian thing or not an Asian thing. Um, you know, if you guys experience that as well, let me know about it. But because I'm Asian, I feel like this is like ingrained in our culture. It, you know, it starts with my parents immigrating over here into, you know, Canada or into Calgary. They went through some pretty challenging times, you know, when they left Vietnam to the refugee camps in Malaysia and then finally landing in Calgary. So immediately, even before I was born, already ingrained in their minds, they had a lot of expectations on who I should be as a person, how I should be, how successful I should become. And that was the path that they took after I was born. If we think about self-worth, my self-worth was really low ever since I was a kid. And I know it seems weird and, and a little hard to, to say that because I know my parents love me and they have great intentions in their expectations of me, but it was unrealistic. I am a very creative person. You know, I draw. Uh, I was very into art, into graphic designing, writing, just all things artistic. And so academics was terrible for me. I was not good at any subject, really, um, aside from, you know, English. And they really had this expectation that I would be so good at every single subject and that I would study so hard and I would be like all of their friends' kids. And I just wasn't, right? I, I just never had that drive in school. I loved learning, but I couldn't really understand and retain what I was learning in school. I was just very uninterested in school all the time. And that led to, you know, a lot of situations where, you know, I, I guess I felt very ashamed and guilty that I wasn't living up to their expectations. You know, I wasn't bringing those, you know, A grades home. In fact, I was just breaking even most times, if that. I believe that this really started taking me down this path of, of no self-worth. They would always be comparing me to other people, like their, their friends' kids, right? Van, why, why aren't you doing this? And, and Van, why aren't you doing that? Or look at so-and-so's son. You know, he's doing so good in school. Or, you know, he's in college or he's in university, you know, or he's doing this or, or she's doing that. And it was crazy, and I, I don't think that they even understand the magnitude of impact that that had on me. You know, as I said before, they had the best intentions. And I get why they feel that way. They went through a lot to come over to Canada. And they came here to better my life. And so when I didn't live up to their expectations, they were just so disappointed as well. But... You know, it, it, it's such a, a negative effect that it has on kids. And, and I don't think a lot of parents realize that. 
And I won't pretend I know what it's like to be a parent. I don't have children. But I do have these experiences of my childhood and, and, you know, into my teenage years, you know, and even into my adult years. I I think at this point in time where I am at now, my parents are really proud of, of where I am, you know, and what I do, my title, my role, you know, the importance of my responsibilities. But that's like 37 years in the making. And throughout most of it, I, I've, I've always felt like a lack of self-worth and that I wasn't good enough. And for anybody that has kids out there, if you're listening to this right now, you need to always choose mental health over high grades because you don't actually understand the impacts that you have on your children when you constantly apply this pressure for them to be, you know, academically superior in every way. And it can be a slippery slope if they begin to associate their own value to their grades in school. If they are not doing very well in school, they may correlate that to you not loving them. And that's probably a path that you don't want to take for your kids. And we need to remember that the traumas that we experience as kids we end up having as adults, especially for those people who have not taken the time, you know, to face and resolve their, their issues that they experienced in childhood. And, you know, that really segues into my relationships with people. Like I have this fear of, of not being likable. And I have this fear of rejection. And I have this never-ending guilt of letting people down if I say no to something or that I'm not able to meet someone's expectations of me. And it it is such a, a negative, negative thing, especially in relationships. When I meet new people, I, I, I want to so badly please them that I'd be willing to not be myself and and be a chameleon so that I could adapt to whatever that person that I was interested in, you know, whatever they liked, whether that was TV shows or movies or food or activities that they like to do. I would never really voice my opinion of what I like to do. Or the things I like to eat. Because I was so fearful that if they didn't want to eat it either, that they would use that against me. And that's probably something that's just in my head. It's probably not true at all. But my brain tells me that if I go against the grain, I'm going to lose this person. And it's a cycle that I've gone through in almost all of my relationships and again you know this this goes back to you know how i grew up it's my way of connecting with people is is not to be the opposites or the of them or that i choose myself first because it's important to choose yourself first especially in a relationship you know in the past year i've been learning that tremendously 
like learning the value of myself and that what I like matters and what I don't like matters even more and that I need to set up proper boundaries so that I never lose my own identity to be with someone and you know it's tough right because I think there's a lot of people out there that have this fear that you know they're never going to find someone or if they do they got to do everything that they can to hold on to them even if that person isn't even right for them because they don't want to lose that connection and they don't want to lose that that affection you know that longing that that we all search for in life through relationships and i think it just becomes so unhealthy to have that relationship with yourself where you don't believe you have any self-worth because that translates into your relationship with another person. If that person, for example, has a lot of red flags, you're probably going to push that all aside because you don't respect yourself enough and you don't feel that you're worthy enough, you know, not to be with that person, right? And that you have like this notion in your mind that it's only this one person that even wants you. If you're not with that person, then nobody's going to want you. And then you go into this vicious cycle of unhealthiness whereby people that you're in relationship with will treat you badly or the way that they communicate with you is abusive and you tend to not say anything about it, right? You tend to regress and allow them to basically step all over you and that's not right you know when we go into these relationships first of all we shouldn't even be going into relationships for validation of ourselves i mean that needs to just come from us and when we know someone is doing something negative you know like playing these games and you know, not, not responding when we reach out to them and things like that. Like, we just got to drop it. But we can't do that if we don't even believe in ourselves. It's important that we realize that we're worth something and that we matter and that, you know, there's a reason why people care for us. And it really starts with us caring for ourselves and making sure that we are asking how we're doing. And what do we need? Not what someone else is looking for or what someone else needs. And if we continue looking within, you know, other people to fill this void in ourselves, we're never going to fill that void. How many times has people out there, you know, listening right now have tried that? And how many times have you actually been successful filling a void that you should be filling yourself but with someone else? And then on the opposite side of that, when you lose that person, that you feel like you lost a part of yourself. But you should never lose a part of yourself if you lost someone, right? Relationships are, are, are a complement to your life. Realizing how special you are and how unique you are enables you to have a strong foundation in relationships. Fearing that someone's going to leave you because you don't like the same things as them is, is ludicrous. 
It's it's such a wrong way of thinking. And it's so easy to fall down that path where, you know, you don't want to disturb the peace and you don't want to cause a commotion. But what's what's actually worse? Not letting someone know that what they're doing to you is not right. Or having the courage to leave them or, or cut things off or be the one to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, my time's important to me too. And my life's important to me. And the things that I do are important to me. And if you don't respect that, then you don't respect me. And if you don't respect me, then hey, see you later. And you'll find someone one day that doesn't do any of those things to you. You know, and I heard this really great thing the other day in a podcast that I listened to. And I'm sorry, I, I can't remember what podcast it was and, and who it was by because I listened to so many of them every single day. But they said, if you are in a relationship with somebody and, you know, they, it, it's so easy and they like all the things that you like. And there's no issues. It's probably the wrong relationship for you. And <laughs> I thought that was crazy because, you know, it's the story of my life. Because I feel like I'm always looking for that. And maybe that's not the right thing to look for. Maybe when you're in relationships, you should have someone that doesn't like all the things that you like. And there is a little turmoil in your relationship. In a healthy way, of course. Healthy disagreements healthy opinions, but mutual respect for each other as well. That, that's what makes a great relationship. And that's what allows you to measure your own self-worth, knowing that you're not going to settle for less. And speaking of settling for less, I think it's really important that we as individuals stop comparing ourselves to other people. I mean, for me, it all started when I was a child that comparison to other people kind of followed me through life. And so I was always comparing myself to people, whether it was people on the internet, through social media, whether it was my friends, whether it's family members, whoever. I was always comparing myself to understand how I measure up against them, what I'm lacking, where their success is, and, and how and why I'm not even there. And we need to stop doing that to ourselves. It's such an unhealthy habit that a lot of us have. This, this need to compare because, you know, whether it's our parents instilling that into us or that, you know, we feel that we don't have the same things or that we should have progressed further through life than we already are. Like, why can't we live in the present and be thankful for all the things that we have right now? Why can't we be grateful that we even have a job or that we even have a roof over our heads? Whether you're renting, whether you own, honestly, whether you even live with your parents, who gives a shit? Why, why do people have the right to make these comparisons to devalue your worth, especially when they don't even know who you are? And I, I see that all the time. You know, I, I don't want to date you if, if you don't own your own place. Cool. But you don't know anything about me. I'm realizing that if that means so much to you, then maybe you're not the right person for me either. And I'm okay with that. And it's okay to 
challenge your inner critic because we all know we have them and our inner critic is always trying to tell us that we can't do something or that we aren't cared for or that we're, we, we're, we're not worthy or that we're not important people or doing important things. Our inner critic is always trying to silence us, make us retract and digress. And we have to try to get over that. We have to try to be above that. And it's scary. I'm still scared of it. But I know that every time I face a fear of mine, I feel so much more empowered. I feel so much more confident. And it could be the littlest things. Like, for example, I have social anxiety. And when I meet people that I don't know, I am super fearful of that. But once I get talking to them, I feel very confident in myself because I see how they react to me when I talk. And it's such a fulfilling feeling to experience with people. And we need to remember that we're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And that we all make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. And the difference between making a good mistake and a bad mistake is whether we have the courage to own up to our mistakes. I can admit when I am wrong. I have no issues with that. I think it takes a pretty big person to own up to the mistakes that they make and not try to blame other people or make up excuses as to why the mistake happened. It happened. Why are we continually looking at the past? Why can't we move forward with the understanding that we made a mistake and we learned from our mistake and we can move on? We're people. We're human beings. We don't need to be like everyone else. You don't have to try to be like every person in your group of friends. That's what makes you unique. And while fitting in might be very easy as a chameleon who can change their skin color to match anyone else's, what's the point in that? Where is your identity in that? Where is your self-worth in that? We need to move forward with this understanding that in order to be worthy, we just need to believe in ourselves, and that we need to forget all of these expectations that our parents had for us as kids and how that grew with us as we become adults and looking at ourselves through retrospect in a relationship to understand whether we're cutting ourselves short and that we deserve more and we can't keep going to unhealthy people that don't give us what we need and always choosing to stay because we feel that without them we'll have nobody because no matter how hard it is I, I really don't think that's true I, I really feel that there is someone for everyone. And it's just a matter of finding people that have the same values as you. And that you find someone that complements your life instead of trying to find someone to fill in that void that you have for that empty space in your life because you haven't filled it with your own love for yourself. So have the courage to walk away especially when you know that you're not being treated right or that they constantly ignore all of your messages or the relationship that you're trying to embark on is one-sided. You're better than that. 
You're worth more than that. And you'll continue on living life. And you will find someone else. So start being your own cheerleader. Your own hype man. Be the one person you can always rely on. Start doing the inner work. The work that enables you to love yourself fully. And you'll see that the more that you love yourself, the more that you're going to glow. And the more that people are going to recognize and see who you really are. And the changes that you've made for yourself. And the fact that you don't need anybody else but yourself. And that's when you'll truly feel that self-worth. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, follow, or subscribe, and leave a written review on your favorite platform so that other people may have an opportunity to discover the Manvisory podcast as well. If you have any questions or comments, you can send it my way by emailing me at manvisory at gmail.com. You can also find me and follow me on Instagram at manvisoryco. That's at manvisoryco. You can help me spread the word about the Manvisory podcast by sharing this week's episode with your friends and family. And I wanted to thank you all again for listening today. And as usual, be safe. And we'll talk soon.